Hi everyone, welcome back to season 12 of Rooting and Gaijing, and today we're going to be talking about food, yay! <laughs> I feel like in this quarantine isolation situation that we're having, a lot of people have either just started learning how to make to cook or like have been coming back into cooking just because obviously our favorite restaurants and cafes aren't in business right now unfortunately. Uh, and personally for me, I was sort of inspired to do a whole episode and actually a series. This this will be a series um, of Rudy and Gaijin Eat series throughout our podcast on food and what we've been cooking, um, specifically the Japanese Asian dishes that we're cooking. And I was inspired by this obviously with this whole quarantine um, self-isolation situation because I, I do cook regularly, but I haven't really dwelt into Japanese cooking or like cooking from like my childhood and I have been just inspired so much by the hundreds of YouTube videos that I've gotten into recently like cooking videos and it's somewhat soothing for me I'm just just watching people cook and um, you know dice up that darn garlic but it's yeah I just I've been just watching a lot of content and just feeling just weirdly nostalgic about these foods just because I haven't been eating a lot of Japanese food and I was supposed to go to Japan recently but obviously couldn't so I've just been feeling this like sudden like urge to want to eat and like actually learn how to cook Japanese food because I will go into this later but I hadn't really um, learned or properly cooked uh, Japanese meals until recently until this I guess quarantine situation happened and yeah like again I was just I have been just so inspired by um, what seeing people on social media, what they've been co- up to cooking, and uh, and like I mentioned before, this episode will hopefully be a reoccurring series that we'll be doing over the podcast. Um, so maybe in the next weeks or the next couple months, we'll revisit our Rooting Gaijing Eat series and talk about what we've been up to in terms of food, what we've been eating, what we've been cooking, what we've learned, and what we've been inspired by just by food in general yeah and kind of going on what you've said Hana like especially since uh most of our childhood has been in Hawaii it's definitely been influential to our taste palette I feel like uh we were talking before the episode about like poke which we believe is a Hawaiian dish, don't quote us on this, but there are very much so Japanese influences to poke. They use shoyu, uh, green onion, and it, and you know, like sashimi, like raw fish. Um, so there are definitely more examples of how Japanese food and cooking has blended with like local Hawaiian food and fusion food. Um, so that has really kind of uh, yeah shaped our palate and um, you know like usually um, people find comfort foods in more western style foods and um, definitely for me like being in Japan like I'm kind of the opposite of Yuhana. like sometimes like I want to recreate Mexican food or I want to recreate like Korean food or like just other foods besides Japanese because like I want to taste something different because especially with Japanese cooking, they use the three main um, bases like dashi, mirin, and sake. And there isn't a lot of spice. So that's why I love like trying to like cook more like, yeah, other different kinds of foods just so I can get that spice level fix. Um, 
but yeah, we'll get into the Japanese foods、um, that we kind of grew up with.、Um, now we're cooking and all that good stuff. So, starting with you, Hana,、um, growing up, what kind of foods did your、uh, family make? Yeah, so I think this is typical of most Japanese、uh, American families or just Japanese families, but、uh, I was blessed to、uh, grow up with a Um, mother who cooked a lot of Japanese foods,、um, including she, her famous gyoza, which my father actually claims as the best gyoza. It's、What? pretty good. Okay. I'm not sure if it's the world's best, but it's pretty good.、Um, uh, nabe was the big thing. Obviously, onigiris for like lunches,、um, omurice, and miso soup, which is like, you know, pretty much sort of a daily thing. I think. It's understood in Japanese households that miso soup and rice were like the basis of every meal. Yeah.、Um, and I know weird, this is a bit weird, but I am a huge fanatic for natto. Like, natto, like, if I had one food that I had to eat for the rest of my life, it would be natto, which a lot of people might find a bit weird. For those who don't know, it's like fermented soybeans and it, it smells disgusting to a lot of people. But I think because I, I think I was honestly born. Like eating it because my parents just fed me natto like as a baby. So I think、yeah. I just like grew accustomed to the smell and the taste of it. And I just, I love it. I, I'm so sad because I'm natto deprived because of,、um, I don't really have、uh, access to Asian markets right now, but it's been sort of like、um, a big part of my like food life, I guess. Like I had it with so many things,、mm-hmm. like rice and like even noodles, I would put it in. So That was like a, natto was a huge thing for me.、Um, and also,、uh, again, like the, obviously the pork cutlets and like the fried foods are a big favorite, especially as a child. Like, I feel like children just love like the really greasy, like obviously not healthy foods,、mm-hmm. um, like hambagu or like even pasta. But I think with the beauty of the Japanese meals and foods, is like it's actually very healthy because they portion it out、uh, very well. So you have.、Um, So, the main dish isn't really that big. It's、um, like if you were to eat like、um, chicken katsu, like typically a meal would be just like maybe five, six strips of the chicken and like、uh, cabbage or、um, and, like some vegetable or lettuce. And, and yeah, it's like very evenly portioned and like they, they do eat a lot, but it's also just like、um, balanced very well.、Mm. And obviously, I think with like the miso and like、um, the Green tea helps a lot with like metabolism. So,、um, yeah, I just I think like growing up, I yeah, obviously was blessed to. I think almost all of our dinners were Japanese based,、uh, just because、um, obviously my parents are both Japanese、mm-hmm. and、um, I, it's weird. Like, I never grew up with like the mac and cheese or like the typical meals a y like the grilled cheeses. That's why like I never really liked mac and cheese. I think I just like never had it at all as a child. So, I never really. Really understood the joys of it as an adult. So,、um, not that like there was anything wrong with it. I think I,、um, I did have like that balance too of like eating Western meals as well. Like at school, I would get the school lunches. So, I think I had a good mix of both. Um, but um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed all of my childhood dishes. Looking, I don't think I appreciated them that well.、Mm-hmm. Like looking back, but so, really yeah, so. so, who did most of the cooking in your household? Yeah, so it would be my mother.、Um, obviously, my dad could cook. My dad actually used to own a restaurant, so he knows how to cook. But it's interesting because his cooking, like, he's more into American food.、Oh. I remember one time, like, 
um, we had this thing where, like, my dad would cook every Tuesday, and all he did was, like, pasta or, like, American dishes, which were really good, but then my mom was like, oh, this is too much, it's too much American food, like, let's go back to just eating Japanese food, so, um, yeah, so he, he does know how to cook, and he's very good, um, but it's just, he tends to lean more on, like, he, he loves making sandwiches, like, very American, um, and I think, like, for our tastes, we, like, I don't know, Japanese meals have, have always been, like, the heart of our family, so, yeah. um, yeah, it's been my mother mostly, and I can't, probably, like, for you, right, like, or how, what was the dynamic in your household, like, what kind of foods did you eat growing up? Yeah, so, again, kind of same, mostly my mom did the cooking, but more so until recently, because, like, um, yeah, just my dad has been, like, kind of cooking more Japanese food, I guess, like, before I left for Japan, um, but yeah, growing up, it was definitely uh, a lot of Japanese food, like, um, every, instead of, like, uh, what is it, cereal for breakfast, or, like, you know, typical, like, even for local food, like, spam eggs and rice for weekend breakfasts or bunches, like, uh, my dad would always make okayu with, like, the leftover rice from the Friday night dinner, um, so we would always have okayu, like, on, which is basically like a like an egg porridge and you use like leftover rice it's like delicious um so and like you as well like nabe like nabe parties are really big as well like with family and like family friends on just like when it like randomly rain is like and it's really cold in hawaii like it, it's just like comforting to have like a bowl of like hot nabe um uh yeah and i feel like in like just really easy dishes that I knew how to make even before coming to Japan is like udon or like even the curry rice like because you know those like packets are really handy um and like you as well katsu cutlets um like just delicious fried food um but on special occasions I feel like my family if if for some reason like Oh, for example, like a birthday landed on a weekday and like we didn't have time to go out on um, on the actual birthday to like a restaurant or something. We would have like we would, we would plan to go to the restaurant on the weekend. But like in lieu, we would have like tamaki sushi um, or like yakiniku or just like even like katsu cutlets or just yeah, just like Japanese, like home cooking Japanese food to like, you know, kind of celebrate. Um, and interestingly enough like whenever i had like period cramps like because yeah like you said miso shiru is like very popular like for uh or kind of just ingrained in like mostly every japanese household for breakfast um and especially like ochazuke like it that is also a comfort food for me because like just to soothe my period cramps like you people like or especially when you're sick too people are like oh eat chicken noodle soup but like i used to just eat like ochazuke and rice and um or like just miso soup and also so ever since moving to japan like whenever i spend the night at my grandparents house like you know they eat a japanese breakfast and like you know natto was something for me i had to grow accustomed to and i grew up with it like i knew what it was because my mom eats it every day as well um but now i i do enjoy it but before i was one of those people like oh the texture and like oh it's kind of like it's such like a potent smell but like i feel like just like especially when you put that like spicy mustard in oh perfection chef's kiss um (laughs) um but Oh, also, if you like natto, there is a, a very delicious recipe that I'll send you. It's curry rice 
but you put natto and cheese on it and you put it in the oven what yeah yeah it's natto kare rice yeah, it's a thing. I don't know if it's a Kyushu thing, but I'm pretty sure like every everyone in Japan, like everyone in Japan just loves cheese. Oh, interesting. And yeah, natto. So yeah. Um, yeah, I would highly recommend. It's delicious, huh? Oh, I was gonna say sugar too. Um, yeah. Um, that's so interesting. I love that. I think like yeah, I never actually. I've heard of like putting natto in udon or. Um, oh, interesting. Dishes, never curry. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Yeah. I'm annoyed because obviously, like I said, I, I'm not, I don't have a lot of uh, good access to like Japanese food. So I'm honestly so jealous of like you or people who live in Japan are just like, uh, like, um, so you can easily and obviously cheap, cheaply like access these foods. But it's also like interesting to hear that, you know, you have this craving for non-Japanese foods. And I was like wondering if that's like been sort of a recent thing, like maybe it's like almost like the distance makes the heart grow fonder like because you're so apart from um you know these western style dishes and you only mainly ate japanese dishes uh, are you like sort of that is that why you're craving for those yeah i was thinking about it and i think it's just like i like to diversify my palate like especially for me i'm not that adventurous with cooking like i have my staple recipes it like mentally stored in my brain so it's like I don't need to use a recipe when making them because, like, I know it by heart how to make it. But, like, especially, too, like, with more Western foods, it's really, like, a pleasure and, like, just to go out and get it versus, like, making it because obviously, like, yeah. Um, but it's interesting as well because um, another, another like, bre- kind of Japanese breakfast food that I didn't know about was the tamago gohan. Oh. And, like, my grandpa eats this every morning. I swear he's going to live to, like, 107 or something. Um, but it's, like, it's, like, with the hot rice, they, um, you crack an egg over it. Um, and it just, and then you season it with, like, shoyu, a, a little bit of salt, and then the ajinomoto, which is, like, that powdered red MSG thing. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really delicious. Like, you know, people might think, oh, raw egg, but it's, like, it kind of, mm-hmm. it's just, like, warm because of the hot rice, and you, like, mix it in, and it's delicious. Yeah, that always, like, I was always confused by, like, how people, like, um, in America were always disgusted by, like, why we put raw eggs in it, but it's completely safe, like, it's actually yeah. the, the same thing, and it's actually very delicious. Like, I grew up eating, like, rice with raw egg and natto on top of it, and it's delicious like peak comfort food it's just like brings me back to like food vibe, so. but like um, even in college i feel like my comfort food was rice because kind of like you now like i didn't have a lot of access at all to like asian food really like the asian markets were so far away and even that like there wasn't a lot of like japanese selection so um like rice has definitely been like yeah it's just i don't know right there's something comforting about rice it's like how like sometimes like people like just crave like pasta and olive oil i sometimes just crave white rice same same yeah it's just like i don't know rice is just like how do you say it? it's sort of like your best friend it's like very reliable like it'll always make you full and satisfied like yeah and it's so like versatile too like you can do so many things with rice you can you can be simple and put like furikake on it and call it a day make onigiris yeah or mix it with curry like it's it's just so versatile you can make like um mixed you know chahan like rice and it's still good 
and obviously so simple like I I just cook rice in my instant pot and I'm like ready in 10 minutes so like it's just like such a good staple to have um yeah and it's it's funny it's like I think also in Hawaii too it's like you always have to have rice I feel like that's yeah. sort of the mentality with like a lot of Japanese um, families and meals it's like that's always a thing I think it's funny because um when I first went to college and um my parents were like you don't have rice every day so like they were kind of shocked by like how little I eat rice because rice is um, and also Hawaii too like it's such a like a staple in every single meal yeah and also it's like two things like you know in college it was blasphemy like I didn't I literally like didn't have a rice cooker so if I didn't if I was like short on rice or I like just ran out of rice I would always have those microwavable rices like rice packets available I don't know like sometimes in exams you just want something quick to eat yeah exactly put furikake on it or I would just eat rice and kimchi um like just to have as a snack but and also um like we were talking about how oh actually yeah before I was gonna mention didn't you work at an onigiri shop in high school (laughs) Wow, thanks for bringing that up. OMG. So your onigiri <laughs> skills. I have high expectations for you, Hana. <laughs> Not that it's like bad memories, but I'm just like triggered by the amount of spam musubis I had to make. Oh. For so many that I couldn't eat spam for like the next few years. So I was just oh, like, wow. But it was a good learning experience, obviously. Like I work, so I just to give a bit of context to our listeners, I, during like one summer in college to make money, because that's what all college people, students do when they don't have internships. <laughs> I worked at a musubi shop in Hawaii for like a, I think actually for two summers or two winter breaks, but, and I, that's when I actually first learned how to make an onigiri and it was a, actually a really good life skill to have, even though it was very stressful and I had to make one onigiri in like seconds basically, but I didn't realize how complicated and hard it was like from the moment you get your nori and you have to make you have to have, have the right amount of rice and like the right amount of water to like seal it all up so it, there's a science behind it but it was a good experience because I um I didn't learn how to make other things but it was just good to get exposed to like stuff like tonjiri or like um ton yeah like other types of like dishes and Japanese dishes and making like a hundred spam musubis every day so yeah it was um it was interesting yeah um like definitely a very stressful but um cool experience I guess Um, Mm. yeah also like I just realized as well like most at least in plate lunches most of the rice that they use is Japanese rice like very fluffy and sticky like it's not like short grain or long grain like that isn't sticky because very much so like Japanese rice is categorized as like the sticky rice Mm -hmm, um So, do you eat a lot of Japanese rice in New York? No, I mean, I, yeah, it's, again, it's, like, really hard to get access to, like, authentic stuff. I do have my mom send me rice once in a while. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Because Hawaii, you know, because it's so Asian-influenced, there's so many good markets in Hawaii, so she actually just sent me, um, rice and also furikake, because, like, I I don't know where to get that here. um, Yeah. So, yeah, I, I not like the authentic. I I've actually never learned how to make like sushi rice, like the real rice. But um, yeah, um, I had been just using like store bought like American rice, which is obviously not the same. So mm. uh, it's relied on my parents to get me some. Yeah. Okay, um, that's interesting. Yeah, like 
because I've had friends here as well like they associate like rice um more as like a winter thing because like in the in like the hotter months in summer especially in Japan like it's so horrid and hot that like they feel like that if they eat rice like Japanese rice it kind of like like just makes them tired or like if they're too full and like eating something so like heavy but I can literally eat rice any like any time any season I guess or I don't know I think yeah it's just comfort food right I never really associated it with like a season or anything it's like I don't know you can just have it anywhere at any time like again it's like a good side dish to have yeah yeah interesting and it's like Um, it's nice for like like you were saying as well with the portions because yeah I don't understand how this is a generalization of course but like many Japanese people are very like just slim I don't know if that's just genetic or because they eat rice three times a day yeah right yeah so I'm just like how like what (laughs) I know I'm the same it like boggles my mind how thin and like they're I mean obviously genetics play a big part of it but again it's like and, and, and it's not like they eat like very um you know like a salad every day it's like no. it's actually it's real food like yeah they eat a lot of they, they eat a lot of food but it's also like moderately sized if you compare it to like a burger and like french fries in america with the soda on the side so it is like very portioned well and i think that's like a really it's interesting too because when we listed when i was thinking about all the um, childhood foods or comfort foods we talked about they're very simple and actually they use a lot of the same ingredients americans use like you know eggs and rice and like um vegetables and but i don't know because it's so like um you know balanced very well and obviously the green tea helps a lot too i think with like um a lot of fat burning foods are involved so yeah it is interesting but i think that's it's good that they they actually do eat full meals and yeah but it's all controlled at the same time so it's like a very healthy outlook yes yes um so kind of going into your adult cooking endeavors uh what have you been what kind of Japanese food have you been making recently yeah so this is the exciting part um just to give a bit of context so I have been a horrible Japanese person in the last Mm -hmm. few years like Mm -hmm. in college because well college I'll give myself an excuse because I was not a fully like adult person yet and like I still (laughs) relied on meal plans and whatnot yeah yeah um like Wegmans, which is like a major American uh, supermarket, was the only accessible thing for food. Anyway, so going into like when I first moved into New York City and was like getting into accustomed to my new apartment, I had only cooked like American meals because, again, accessibility. It was just so easy to get things I wanted to get at Trader Joe's. And I had been into this app called Meal Lime a lot. Like I was really getting into it. Like, eating healthy foods and you know before this too like I always actually cook my a lot of my meals as a way to save money but also to eat healthy I'm yeah. very much into healthy foods like I always cook my own like lunches for work and I only really ate out with like friends and stuff so um I was I like I don't know what what was I making before I was making a lot of like um very simple but also like healthy food like I was really into salads and quinoa and stuff like that and um, but it had gone to a point where it got very mundane and boring and, you know, during this like self-isolation quarantine where, you know, everyone is learning how to make, to do like a hundred different things and going back to their hobbies. I thought, oh, I had this like big epiphany of like, wow, I hadn't like actually never taught myself or learned how to make Japanese cooked meals. And I'm like, 
I'm such a bad Japanese person. Like, I had never really dwelled into that. I don't know why. I just, like, I guess I, like, because, again, I feel like I'm similar to you where, like, I had never really been into cooking. Like, I only really cooked meals that were easy and, mm-hmm. like, healthy and accessible. I had all the requirements, like, my favorite veggies and whatnot and protein, whatever. So I was never really big into it. But then suddenly when this quarantine kicked in, I was so bored and, like, inspired to actually learn how to properly cook Japanese meals because also the nostalgia really kicked in. I was like, well, like, I hadn't really had... Um, I hadn't even owned meeting before this, honestly, or like dashi. And like, I had realized, okay, I have to actually like get into my roots and like, you know, go back to uh, um, get some Japanese cooking going. So recently, like, I, and also, like I mentioned before in the intro, I had just been inspired by the amount of videos and of YouTube. Just like, I just, I had gone to a black hole of like, in addition to like cooking videos, like, videos of people trying Japanese foods and it like made me so painfully nostalgic over like the foods my mom cooked me and again I was supposed to go to Japan and um it just like made me miss it even more so getting into like what I've specifically been cooking I um I obviously wanted to start off easy because a I can't cook for life and I wanted to just get into the basics like the nitty-gritty basics of Japanese cooking so my first thing that I cooked was okonomiyaki which is sort of like the Jap- like what I grew up like seeing it as like the Japanese style of a pancake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very healthy actually if you think about it. So it's a lot of it's like made up of cabbage, throw some flour on it. Um, I think you can add other things like um, yeah, obviously water and eggs. Whatnot. I'm not I'm not gonna go through the whole uh, recipe, but it's very simple. And I also made white stew, which I thought was my favorite dish that I made so far. It's sort of like curry, but um, instead you had like milk and butter and stuff and I made oh. it very easy with the instant pot and very good again like good for food and then yakisoba I had made too um again very easy uh, oyakudon which has also become my favorite because um you know it's obviously mixes in with rice it's a good comfort food it's very um filling and you get some protein in there and then chahan again super simple when you have rice you just add in like a couple of veggies and um, and then curry rice too so yeah it's been very great it's been awesome it's just like it again brings me back to the good old days and um I feel like I'm I feel so proud just tapping into my roots finally and learning how to make these dishes so yeah um what about you what are your um the dishes that you have been making since in your time in Japan especially like how like have you been have you cooked Japanese meals or foods before your experience in Japan, Missy? Like, how was that like? No, not really, to be honest. I was kind of like you. Like, in college, I was barely, like, I would just, I would always just eat burritos and, like, eat in this, like, the school, like, what, I mean, like, not cafeterias, but just, like, the eateries around this campus and stuff. And, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely learned most, majority of the Japanese cooking uh just yeah in japan from my grandma and just like you know having the grocery stores like so conveniently like placed that it's easily accessible for me to kind of like get acquainted with like japanese yeah ingredients so kind of like you um yeah i also started off pretty easy japanese pancake okonomiyaki and uh so what which style did you make because like 
for our listeners, um, there are two styles. So Hiroshima style, so with noodle, and then Osaka style without noodles in inside the pancake, like yaki or like egg noodles in the pancake. Yeah, I actually just went with the classic um, Osaka. I think next time I'll experiment a little, just because I was. I feel like I'm finally getting used to just the hang of like flipping it over and not having it break apart. Oh, nice. What about you? Uh, yeah, I did with Osaka just because like, like for me, the noodles are like, I get full so easily. So with the noodles, it's very like, it is, it is heavy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, and it's really fun to just like, it's, it's a very shareable food as well. Um, like restaurants yeah. restaurants here and I think there are some in Hawaii like there are designated okonomiyaki restaurants so you can um, actually make your own kind of like yakiniku style like you know you're given like the ingredients like you order the kind of okonomiyaki you want and then like there's a like a grill in front of you and then you just make it and flip it and like you can cut it and share it with everyone and just that okonomiyaki sauce though okay childhood literally that sauce that gooey sauce um so so that's been delicious um i've been really getting into tempura just because it's so easy like um and you can (laughs) really like kind of reminiscent of western food like you can make um like onion rings and just like uh like fry or like do the tempura for kabocha like japanese pumpkin um veggies as well like sweet potato um is also delicious um and I just realized I didn't put this on um yeah I didn't I just thought of this I didn't put this on our list but uh nikujaga is also very delicious yeah how do we forget that omg like nikujaga is like it's the home cooking like like people say here like it like a like a quote-unquote good housewife makes like delicious nikujaga that keeps her husband or so my grandma says but um yeah yeah like nikujaga oh my gosh that's where it's at you want like do you want japanese home cooking comfort soul food it is nikujaga it's like a how would you it's like just the taste is so delicious it's like it's so it's sweet but it's with it's like sweet meat like tsukiyaki meat and potatoes and just deliciousness it's oh it's so delicious it's relatively easy right yeah yeah so i i've been making nikujaga especially like in winter i made it a lot and like nabe and stuff um so yeah like ebi tempura has been delicious um i've been kind of experimenting more with tofu like the other day from um just one cookbook and we'll talk about our uh kind of recipe inspirations but uh yeah just kind of using more tofu um just because like it's like because i don't eat too much meat so it's just like kind of like okay source of protein um oh another thing i've been really loving is like the different kinds of beans in japan um in pickled vegetables and not so usually my grandma um makes kuromame which is typically like a new year's thing but you can get like the really big beans so you can like just eat it all year round and like it's just sweet black beans and it's so delicious like it's seriously like candy like it tastes like it tastes like candy but that's just like the natural bean i love beans now like that's one thing that i've grown to love from living in japan it's all the beans love the beans 
Love the beans. <laughs> love the beans. And it, and an easy, like, because, like, in Japan, like, for apartments, we don't typically, it doesn't typically come equipped with ovens, like, proper ovens, mm-hmm. but they do have fish grills for the most part. So an easy, like, weekday dish that I usually um, eat multiple times a week is salmon and foil. So it's just, like, you know, you put it in the fish grill, inside the foil, you like marinated with shoyu and miso paste like what you use for like miso soup and um just put mushrooms veg in there and you put it in for about like 15 minutes and it's just so delicious it's like a miso salmon um and of course you can put like different pastes on it and such or like have like a teriyaki salmon but yeah i've been really loving fish um just like making that at home that's so awesome i love how like it's so healthy too and I love how Japanese foods are, they are, it's a lot of food, but it's also really vegetable and like fish based. Um, very fish based, very fish based. Yeah, but it's also, it's healthy, but they also don't eat a lot of salads, but at the same time, it's like very filling and um, it's actually enjoyable. I feel like um, it's honestly as healthy as like eating a salad and like nothing against salads, but sometimes you get fucking boring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's funny, we were talking about how we don't swear on the podcast, and I was like, I don't know, I was thinking about that, I was like, okay, yeah, I actually swore on the podcast, but anyways. Honestly, um, you do you, girl. There are no <laughs> rules, really. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's interesting how, um, I-, I love how these foods are, they're really healthy, but also enjoyable. I feel like I'm yes. not suffering or anything yes. when I'm eating these. Like, not gonna lie, when I eat, like, when I used to eat a lot of, like, salads and vegetable-based stuff, and they're really, like, obviously I was trying to be more healthy, but I was, like, I don't know, whenever I would eat them, like, save them up, and I was, like, oh, I have to, I have to finish up this quinoa, and oh, like, I don't want to, but I feel like with Japanese food, they're, they're actually really enjoyable and tasty, so it is really fun to eat and also very healthy, so. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, in your household or just, like, when you come to Japan, do you like ume, like, the, like, eating, oh like, okay, yes me too i'm literally like give me all the ume candies give me all the ume with rice because especially too with um the tamago gohan um eating that with ume as well oh my god it is just delicious i i i just love the sour taste of ume it's just so delicious god wow you're making me like really sad i can't like i there's there's no access to ume and also my my grandmother actually used to make like like actually make made herself oh wow took days to like you know um prepare but so so good like actual homemade ume um and also this is kind of sidetracked but umeshu is also one of the i was i was I literally know. just gonna say that it okay in the grocery stores now it's umeshu season so they're selling like the big oh. jars so you can make your own and i'm like okay tempted dot 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 oh my god yeah oh you like umeshu on the rocks or oh on the rocks for sure (laughs) so for those who don't know me i have the lowest tolerance of any human possible but umeshu is the only drink that i can actually drink neat like very it's so it's such a good refreshing umeshu is delicious umeshu is delicious it's sort of like to me it's like plum wine basically but i see it as sort of like Japanese version of soju almost like it's yeah. fruity it's fresh it's good yeah but isn't like soju like thicker than umeshu because umeshu is like very clear but is soju the thicker yeah. thicker alcohol 
I think it is a clear alcohol. Oh, like, okay. It's more so, like, it's a bit heavier, I think, because it has obviously more alcohol volume. Um, it's sort of almost like vodka in Korea, oh. but less, like, intense and more fruity, I guess. Yeah, oh, okay. So, um, but anyways, um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Umeshu. Oh my god, yeah. There have been so many like karaoke nights where I've just been like drunk off Umeshu. I'm like, oh, just have a little more. And then, oh my gosh. Um, but yes, Umeshu, yes, that's where it's at. Um, so you were saying before how you've been inspired recently um, with Japanese cooking. So, do you have any website? recommendations or youtube channels that you like follow religiously for japanese cooking yeah so um i i think missy has mentioned this uh prior but the just one cookbook is sort of like the holy grail of japanese cooking it's a great introductory website into the world of uh, Japanese cooking because this the lady who runs it she has like every recipe you can think of yeah. humankind related to Japanese and it, they're actually very easy to follow and I find as someone who lives in America with like not a lot of access to Asian markets the uh, recipes are fairly accessible um, and um, very easy to follow she has divided everything by like diet or by you know by food type so it's very easy to find what you want and also, I actually found the website through Pinterest, and I, I don't know if I'm, like, old school, but I, I still use Pinterest a lot, like, not just with cooking, but also, like, um, apartment bedroom ideas and stuff like that, but I had found a lot of, I found that website and a lot of other websites through Pinterest, so just going, just, like, typing in Japanese recipes on Pinterest, you get so much, so many good things from that, like, so many ideas have bounced off from that. And also YouTube, which was sort of, which sort of spurred my inspiration for Japanese foods and Asian cooking. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the YouTube channel Tina's Life, but no, I haven't. Not much, it's not much. I think you'll enjoy it because it's basically um, uh, the girl who makes it. She's based in Japan. I think she's Japanese. Um, and it's not much of a cooking, like, tutorial, like, video type of channel, but she has these vlogs of what she eats every day and they're really like as near type kind of content they're really aesthetic they're really like so soothing because you could really hear like everything she's cooking like the crackling of the pan and like her chopping up the vegetables and it's are very soothing and it's not really a channel that I use to like learn how to cook it's just like to watch and like be inspired by the meals she makes and yeah and also uh BuzzFeed has obviously a lot of other cooking channels but um, I've been watching this show called Worth It a lot, which is not a cooking channel, but um, it's these two guys who go to a different bunch of different um, restaurants and uh, compare price points of different restaurants. The same, they, they taste the same food of different restaurants, but with different price points. So they had this series in Japan, which I thought was really fun and really inspired me, where they went to um, different ramen shops or different. Um, they actually like compared like. A really like of what's like a four dollar egg versus like a seventy dollar egg. So it's oh, like wow. really cool to do that, yeah. And and also the tasty some of the tasty videos they have like some Japanese tutorial cooking videos. I think her name is Ria, but she's like the Japanese expert producer at um, Buzzfeed, and she's so adorable. I love watching her cook. She's so 
she's so cute and she knows all all the good Japanese dishes. And there's this channel called Cooking with Dog I've been watching, which is like legitimately <laughs> the most cutest thing in the world I've ever seen. Like, granted, the videos are kind of old because they're made in like 20, 2009, so、um, bear with the quality, but so cute. Like, it's basically this Japanese old. I love old Japanese ladies, but she's, she's basically making these meals with her dog, and it's so cute. Oh,、um, okay. I have to check yeah, it out. Also, And also Kimono Mom, which all follows a similar cutesy format where she makes、uh, meals with her baby. So、um, I don't know. I really fall into that trap a lot. Babies and dogs really get me. Yeah.、Um, in- interestingly enough, like before I saw your、uh, kind of like, or before I heard your like recommendation on Kimono Mom, that she actually popped up on my YouTube. I don't know how. Oh. But it's just like, because、oh, I don't、scary. watch usually Japanese cooking videos. So I'm just like, why is this popping up? My phone or my laptop is listening to me. Anyway,、um, yeah. yeah. But okay, yeah. That's a lot of nice recommendations.、Um, sorry on my end, I don't have, I only had the cooking or just one cookbook because I basically only use that one low key. So、uh, that's nice that you gave those recommendations, Hana. Yeah, and what about like, do you watch any、um, other videos or get some inspiration, even from social media maybe? Do you ever get inspiration from that or other people, maybe your friends and family? Uh, yeah, I guess it's, I get most of my inspiration from family. Like, I feel like home cooking, it's very much like if you ask like a grandma or grandpa or just like an older relative for a recipe, it's very much so by memory and like they don't really measure things out. They kind of just know. And I'm like, that is such gold. I want to be on that level well, you, where you just like do everything to taste. But if I did that now, I would totally, totally like F up the whole thing. Um, But, it, but it's kind of nice because it's just like if it tastes like mediocre, it's just for me anyway. Like, I'm not really cooking for anyone else. But I feel like if I had like a family or something, I'd feel more pressure. Like, oh my gosh, okay, I have to get this right. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, that's so, like, I have, I've always had these like weird thoughts of like, oh shoot, what if I have a family one day and I can't actually cook? Because I'm the same with you. I only really like cook for myself for now. So it's like good to like, um, I mess up. Like, I've definitely messed up on some of these dishes, but they won't, no one will notice because I'm the only one eating them. Yeah.、So、I'm like, here for the day that, like, I, I'm trying to really narrow down on, like, at least two or three dishes so I can, like, feed my family one day or, like, <laughs> I don't know, be a good, um, I don't know, cook one day. So, yeah. And actually cook for people and be a hostess. So, yeah, it's a bit, yeah. Well, like, there. practice makes perfect. So, we hope that this.、Mm-hmm. We hope that this episode inspires you to try、uh, some Japanese cooking or just any comfort foods that you grew up with. Like、um, during this time, too, cooking is really a life skill. I've learned that the hard way, you know, just sort of trying to survive on my cooking. But it really is a life school and it, it can connect you to your culture and like just,、uh, yeah, it's just like a fun therapeutic way if you look at it that way. So. Exactly. Yeah, and let us know what you guys have been cooking. It doesn't have to be Japanese or Asian based dishes, but we would love to share recipes and create like a fun little community of like, you know, shit bouncing off food ideas to each other. So let us know. And we'd love to sort of continue this series maybe in the next month or so and check back on what the new things we have been cooking and being inspired by. So. Mm-hmm.